Welcome back to the North Star podcast. Guys, I am coming to you today from Paris, which if you have listened to the episode with Christelle, then you know that that is, or this is rather, because I am here. This is without a doubt the place that I would identify as my soul home. It's the city where I've spent so much time, you know, while growing up and then as an adult as well. And it just always feels so wonderful to be back here. Although I must admit, I haven't fully been, I feel immersed in it yet. I only arrived yesterday and um, kind of had to do some work when I got in and have done some work again this morning. So I'm gonna go out actually after recording and just be in the city because as I was beginning to say, it's, it's the city where, you know, I identify as being my soul home due to the fact that it's you know how i really would define it sort of like it's the city where i feel like my insides are most reflected in the external world and that feels obviously so good you know it's it's so interesting and and part of me has been has been really thinking about it you know because I like yesterday when I when I arrived, I was like, I was looking around at the architecture and I was just like, you know, am I so taken by, you know, the palette of the city, you know, the gray and the blue palette due to the fact that I spent so much time here growing up or like would I would I have had this attachment if I to another place, for instance, London, if my family had taken me there a lot when I was a kid. And, you know, same with like the artists that I identify with here, like Matisse is my favorite painter. I just adore his work so much. Um, He has quite a controversial life, so I don't know if you guys know about him. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of what I've heard of him in terms of how he treated women, definitely not the most interesting thing about him at all and yeah i don't agree with it if you know anything about it you know um but but then again i mean who's to pass judgment on on how life was back then because i'm sort of alluring uh, um i'm sort of speaking to the fact that you know he had liaisons with uh much younger women and trysts and and all of that and anyway anyway um but anyway my my point was was wondering if like all these aspects that I so identify with, you know, like the artists here, the writers, the look, the architecture, the language, the culture, you know, the values, you know, do I have all of this within me because I was sort of, I don't want to say raised here because I was most certainly raised in Canada. I was raised in Toronto, Um, but I do, I did spend so much time here as in my youth and i really when i lived here um for longer bouts at a time on my own as a young adult i really came into myself i i think i've talked about this in the podcast so i don't need to go there too much but i'm i'm wondering you know is it all those emotional attachments that actually have created this internal world within me that i do see in the streets you know it's a little bit of a chicken or the egg thing 
spiritually speaking, you know, some people might say, well, it could be that there's a past life here or whatnot. But anyway, I just find it really interesting to think about, you know, why, you know, why we as humans, we are so taken to certain things, you know, and why, why we have such a fondness for things. And I do think memory, even if they're more subconscious, if you can't fully remember them, I think memory can either create an environment that feels very comfortable to you or very not, very not comfortable, right? I'm uh, pretty much at this point, at least for the past few years, have been very much living sort of an expat life. And and so I know a lot of expats who, who feel a great discomfort in their country home due to the fact that they went through bullying there or they went through abuse there in some which way or, or, or you know, the life that they were leading there wasn't really a fit for them, which is sort of my story too, the latter case there, which is when I was really immersed in Toronto culture, when I was working in a nine to five office there, I was really not living my life, you know, so had I had the experiences I've had in Paris or um, in Italy where I also lived or now in Helsinki where I'm living with my boyfriend, you know, would I have had a different relationship with Toronto? Quite possibly. And I share all of this again just because I think um, it's an opportunity as well for you to reflect. I know a lot, a lot of people that I am in touch with and also clients of mine and I just have seen it. I I feel like it's a very common conversation um, due to the remote nature of so many of our lives. Obviously, not everyone. A lot of my family's in healthcare, so they can't just pick up and move anywhere. But I feel like a lot of people in the arts, um, uh, being people in the arts, have been pretty fluid in terms of where they can live for for basically ever. I mean, actors have gone all over for roles and jobs, and same with writers. But you know now more and more people in like the more let's say common business world are able to move around and have this freedom whether they're working in like marketing or sales the world's become a lot more free which i think is so wonderful because it's allowing people to become more and more aligned in their lifestyles and you guys know like this is like the most the thing i'm most passionate about it's it's the it's the core of this podcast you know creating a life that is in alignment with your your soul and um it means so much to me it's it's really my everything and and i think that therefore you know this is such a great opportunity and yet for so many people as well it's like we're going through this mass like paradox of choice wherein a lot of people including myself um i would say a little bit more so earlier this year and in, in last year i'm i'm really at a good place now and i want to get into that but it's creating this feeling within so many of us that um we have to find you know the most aligned place to, or or if you're not very spiritual which i i don't know if anybody listening to this podcast isn't but if you're not and that word doesn't resonate with you then maybe you're feeling like you know um you just you're trying to find the place that's the most fun or you know you might just have a different vocabulary or a different criteria but still there's like a a slight pressure and you maximizing on this opportunity that's now been made available to you and that is freedom ability to work um you know wheresoever you please and 
if you don't have this freedom, I hope that this conversation is okay for you. I don't, I, I do, I do want to acknowledge that it is a privilege to have this freedom. And, and, you know, so many people don't have that, but this conversation, you know, it really might be for that person who has this freedom and is feeling a little bit like confused as to what to do with it. And, and you could just be a seeker in general, like that kind of soul, or maybe you don't have that freedom right now, but ultimately it is your goal to create a life that is very aligned. And, and, and with that desire does come like with most of our desires as some, a, a slight pressure. Um, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. But I think when we first start to get into personal development, spiritual development, um, self-development, however you really want to call it, um, a lot of us can take on a pressure with this path because it's almost like the world has opened up. Like before, when you're denying that you're in control of your life, in many ways, it's easier, it's safer because you're you're sort of saying to yourself or the universe or spirit or again whatever you identify with you're saying okay like this is my reality it's been given to me and like depending on your mindset either you know it's all right it's okay it's good um or you know this kind of sucks but you know it is what it is and again in a way there's like an ease there because you're just not questioning and you're you're again you're accepting your reality and your world is a little bit and i say this with with no moral judgment whatsoever, but your world is a little bit smaller because you've just accepted, you know, that. And there is a lot of beauty in that. I have to say, I have to copy. Okay, so I was just saying that there is a lot of beauty in really, and just living simply, simply, right? And just having this life that you're, that you're good with and you're not questioning too much and you're just accepting you know what is before you and maybe that very simple form of happiness is 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 making you truly truly satisfied right like you don't always you know who's to say that you have to completely focus on lifestyle design in order to create the life of your dreams i kind of i have a tendency to have that lens due to the fact that in my personal experience the way that um, the life I could have had if I didn't really get to work on sculpting my life, you know, being a little more intentional, it wouldn't have aligned with my soul. But I think there's so many people unlike myself, right? And and I need to acknowledge those experiences where maybe you've grown up in, a, in such a lifestyle that perfectly suits you and, and you know you have no desire to change it. That's why I think like this the conversation that other, that women, um, you know, homemakers are having online these days, trying to bring back the the value in that and, and remind people, you know, that there is great value in that. And if you're, if you're, honestly, if you feel like your soul's calling is to be a mother, that is the most, that is so beautiful. And that should never be looked down upon as not working, as not striving for enough, quote unquote enough, or being anti-feminist because it's not, it's simply somebody, what somebody is meant for. So I needed to just, just caveat that, but, but yes, a lot of, um, a lot of us are working towards a more a lifestyle perhaps that would that isn't coming so naturally and so we are striving towards a life that feels in deeper alignment with our with our souls and that takes effort and that takes commitment and introspection 
in order to get there. But the point that I really wanted to bring up is this fact that we can go through this process of coming in and in, in discovering, you know, ourselves and, and where in the world best serves us to live. We can go through this journey with joy and without pressure. We can take this as an adventure, right? We can, we can consider if we have the availability, if it's possible for us, if we can take little vacations here and there to discover other lands, if we really feel called to explore. And something else that we can do, and this is something I really wanted to touch on, is we might discover that after, right, because you can get into this, this, this phase, let's say, of traveling so much and exploring all these lands. And I say this because I've recently had these conversations with people who've done just that and have wound up at the end of it all, feeling a little bit confused, honestly, like, and getting a little bit nitpicky, if you will, it's really this paradox of choice where it's sort of like, you know, I like this about this city or I like this about another city and I can't find a place in the world that has all of these things. And and I'll, I'll say that for myself, right? I was here too. And I would, and it's almost like getting to this like kind of perfectionistic way of thinking about where to live, right? And for example, let me use myself as an example because I think it's so much, it's, it's very easy to illustrate what I'm trying to get at. So for instance, I talked about Paris and I talked about the culture that I adore here and I love the architecture and yet, as you know, we all know, those of us who have been here and those of us who are familiar with geography, there's no great beautiful um, body of water. I mean, there's the Seine, of course, but it's nothing, you know, it's not the Mediterranean um, or a big beautiful body of water and I've always found so much connection with water. I've found it very cleansing and healing, uh, joy-inducing, etc. I, I just adore water and I love being in it. I'm like a fish sometimes when I get in there. Um, I just recall one time my older sister just yelling for so long at me because I didn't hear her and she was like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I was just in the ocean, you know, enjoying and, and yet Paris doesn't have that. It doesn't offer that. Um, and so then my mind would go, okay, so what offers the water and then a lot of this? Okay, naturally then the mind moves towards the south of France. Okay, but then it doesn't have the same color palette, the same architecture, everything's very yellow and red. And and um, and again, this can sound very um, neurotic to someone who hasn't perhaps been here, but if you're perfectionistic in any way, you might understand this way of thinking. And this is a greater lesson that I have learned because um, of course perfectionism doesn't just apply to this. It doesn't just apply to where to live. It, it applies to so many areas of life. It could apply it could apply to your relationships, right? Like nitpicking at, you know, people that you're dating with saying, if only I could combine, you know, this person and this person and this person, then I would have the perfect partner. Or if only I could, hmm. Okay, I was going to say the same thing with jobs. However, I am a true believer in creating your own, creating your own work so that you actually can create a patchwork of things that you adore in terms of your career. Um, so I won't use that as an example, but let's use let's use that relationship piece as an example. Like nothing's ever going to be perfect, and the truth is, in your career, neither will that be 
you know, because at the end of the day, we're still gonna, we all still entrepreneurs still have to do things that we don't want to do. And it's just life. And, and there is a beauty in doing things that we don't want to do and not being 100% satisfied all the time. And I think this is a hard thing for perfectionists, including myself to swallow, right? Because, you know, we want to lead optimal lives. And I think anybody who's interested in self-development can identify with this, you know? But I think part of what creates actually an optimal life is is peace and Zen. And with the pieces that we don't find ourselves naturally fawning over, right? Because again, there is no such thing as perfection. It sounds so obvious when you say it out loud, but what if we could find the joy and the peace if not joy, okay, maybe that's too much, but if we could find the peace in, in the less obvious moments of beauty, right? Like when we have to do things like admin tasks <laughs> or when we have to, or when we choose rather to live somewhere that doesn't have everything on our list, but maybe it has the people or that we love the most in the world, right? It's all about identifying really at the end of the day, our values and what matters most to us because, um, and I think that's what we're all trying to do in this life. We're all trying to, to understand, right? Like what would make us the most happy? But what I, again, what I, what I keep coming back to now and what I keep noticing is that real happiness isn't about creating any perfect anything, no perfect environment. It's really about learning peace in all in all facets of life, you know, no matter the I kind of call them like hard hard facts. Like no matter the hard facts of life, it's finding peace inside so that you can go anywhere and be empowered to go anywhere, be anywhere. And ultimately be with many different kinds of people and of course this is not maybe it's not the easiest thing if you're very sensitive but there are many things that you can do to strengthen your nervous system too and amanda and i talk about this amanda norgard and i talk about this in the episode with her she talks about kundalini yoga for example is strengthening your nervous system there's so many other things that you can do though i, I do believe that's super powerful um even things um as simple as as a, a meditation practice too will strengthen that nervous system and also putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and noticing that you you can and will get through them that will also give you confidence and strength and and just make you realize that you're a little bit less delicate than perhaps you're giving yourself credit for and again the beauty in in this in finding peace in the imperfectness of reality is this feeling of self-empowerment right you just in that sense, you don't have to be in the perfect quote unquote world in order to be happy. Okay, so just because we have the opportunity now to sort of curate our lives in all of these ways, we just want to make sure that on one hand, yes, we're paying attention to the things that we like and can bring into our lives, that we're not getting obsessed with creating the perfect life. I just think that's the most important takeaway here. And um, I mean, I'll share an example. I'll share another example from my own life. Because I've really been going through this. And like I I've sort of said a few times, like I, I feel as if I've come through an, 
the other side in a way in the sense that um this was becoming like a real a real thing i was sort of obsessing over especially earlier this year i was literally waking up with like a clenched jaw because i was just obsessed i was obsessed with finding the right place for um to live and and trying to see okay how does that work with my relationship and and does that mean you know what does that mean like how do we together find the right place and and what I've noticed, and the reason that this all comes up for me again now being back in Paris, is that I'm noticing that all of these things, like I said, all of these inner values I have, they mean so much to me. They mean so much to me. But, you know, when we speak about values, the other piece, of course, is, is people. And... Um, and what I've noticed, and this is also something I spoke to Amanda about, and I think she articulated it beautifully, and it's where I've come to as well, is that, you know, we can get, if, let's say, if our family and our friends being with these loved ones of ours, which I do believe at the very end of the day, when it comes down to it all, and look, if family doesn't have to mean blood family, it could be chosen family, as I talked about with Rosie on her episode, and for me, I would say, at least where I am in my life right now, it's like me and my boyfriend, we're figuring this out together. We want to be together. We want to figure out how to make things work when we have different preferences and all this. At the end of the day, we, we choose our people if, that, if that's what's most important to us. And, and I'm saying that this is where I'm coming to, and it doesn't mean that it will be for you at all right because i also believe you know if a place is most important to you you can get there and you will also find people and your soul is calling you there for a reason but if what you come to is as is sort of where i i'm coming to now maybe it's something with age but maybe not right because i know people older than me who are who who do place a higher value on place over over people and there's no right or wrong there's no right or wrong but i do want to speak to this point of 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 perhaps choosing people and how that could still work, right? Because I had a conversation as well with someone the other day who was telling me, and he's younger than me, and and I do believe at different stages in our lives, we have different, different things that are of most importance to us when we're getting our careers up and going and, and you know, we're meant to be selfish. Whereas I feel like when you are entering your 30s, as you know, I will be, and, you're in that phase of life, you know, people become very important, or at least that's, again, this has been my experience. So again, if your people are the most important, and this is what Amanda and I spoke to, and so therefore you're compromising on a location to live, or you're compromising on, yeah, let's say, let's say that, okay? The question you ask yourself is, how do you bring what you seek into the space that you have decided both to live in? So for instance, I have a lovely friend who is from Europe, but has found so much solace in, in being in Canada. And then myself, um, pretty much the opposite. However, if I was to land in Canada, as is currently being talked about between my boyfriend and I, at least for a little while. Um, 
how do I bring the energy of Europe with me there? And for my friend, how does she bring the energy of Toronto back with her to Europe? What I love about these questions is that we get down to the root of what it is that we so adore about these places that speak to us. And we pocket the answers and we're able to pull them out and really create our dream wherever, wherever we choose. And as Amanda and I talked about, that is so empowering when you realize you can be anywhere in the world and you can find not only your inner peace, but your inner light, right? Your inspiration. I was saying for so long, and I still believe this to a degree. I mean, I, I don't think there's anywhere in the world that I'm going to find in this lifetime that I feel more inspired than in Paris where I am now. It's just very natural here. It just comes out. But is this the right city to raise a family in? Maybe, maybe not. And that's for everyone to decide, you know? Is it not better? Think I and I, I'm really speaking to somebody of a certain age right now too, or in a certain stage of life, I should say, because a lot of us people around my age are thinking about where to live, perhaps more permanently. And this is around the age when, and I can't believe that I'm this old, but you know, people are starting to consider moving out of cities and into more suburban environments as they consider families. And and I know in my current relationship, it's. You know, it's even more so than for me. I think it's important for kids to have room to play and all of that. It's it's very important though for my boyfriend to have peace and um, and nature around. And so I consider again, how do I bring the culture, the the beauty, the the richness of European city life to that to that kind of lifestyle. And when we start to ask ourselves these questions, and the reason I think this is so important is it's empowering, yes, for yourself as an individual and then for you and your relationship, right? Because I think a lot of times people actually will 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 prematurely end things when if they were a little bit more creative to be completely honest right because of course there are times when you're like i'm not sacrificing myself for this relationship and and i think you know we live so much in a world now where things have really swung to one side being like just do you boo and just like forget about him i don't actually agree with that and maybe i'll get flack for that but i i do believe in more of a middle ground i believe of course you're not going to sacrifice your heart and your soul but what if you know like what if you do love someone and I keep going back to this conversation with Amanda because I think her and Casper are such a gorgeous example of this couple that is so soul connected you can just tell you know and she kind of wanted to live in the jungle for a while (laughs) and she found home in Copenhagen right and for myself I I'm so lucky right now to have found the person that I'm with. And that's why I I believe, like if you find yourself in that situation, and I'm not saying you should sacrifice yourself too much, like everything is a compromise, right? And I don't even like that word sacrifice, that's negative. You You can find a compromise for 
yourself and on the other side your partner has to come has to be willing to compromise too right it's two-way street of course of course so don't don't be too people pleasing in here just you you need to suss out the energy and make sure that you know you feel good with your decision and you can tell by checking in with your heart does this feel right to me if you're feeling contraction like it really might not be but if you're feeling just a little bit scared of the unknown and like, ooh, like what could life be like, you know, in that situation? And how could I open and use my creativity to create this life that I never could have, that I never originally imagined, but that is able to hold all of what I want? Getting really creative and curious and asking how you can bring these energies in is actually so exciting. It's so exciting and it's life changing. I feel like I could cry right now because really for a long time, I didn't know. And this is the same with any kind of relationship, right? Like it can be romantic or it can be um, a friend, like friendship, or it can be familial, right? Like, you know, maybe there's less at stake in these other sorts of relationships because you're not really merging your life. But, but I think that, for example, in friendships, it's beautiful to ask yourself, you know, okay, like me and this person that I would like to be friends with, like there's so much, like there's so much I love about them, but then there's also these things that, you know, we're really different about and and is it right for me to have them in there in, in my life, etc. you know? And maybe this does speak more to people who like myself have a past of sort of folding themselves underneath someone else and just people pleasing, right? And so I think for some of us, we can feel like if we're not, on the same page 100% with someone else, like we're creating conflict, quote unquote conflict. When really somebody who isn't of that nature doesn't view it in that way at all. And I know this because I've learned this from my boyfriend actually, who is not a people pleaser. <laughs> he is not a people pleaser. And so because I was sort of recovering from this, I would say, especially in the start of our relationship, and I would be like, you know, we would have these debates and I was like, and I and I found my voice like before we were together, I'd found my voice in, in those, um, in the, in the, in the years of development and work I'd done, but it was the first time I was like really in a long term relationship when I had my voice. And so it was the first time I was really speaking up and he would say something and I would completely disagree with it. And I'd be like, no, but blah, 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 blah. And I would like state my opinion. And then I would have this like fear come in. And I think this is, again, the thing with people pleasers is we have this fear jump in and it's like, oh shit. Like now is like this person going to hate me, right? Or if you have an abandonment wound, which a lot of us do, I, 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 have, a, I have a bit of that. It's like, is this person gonna leave me now? Oh my god, I just said something like, and I, and you know, I didn't, and I didn't prop them up. Like, am I, are they gonna dislike me? And so, something beautiful that I've learned through my partner is that um, he really enjoys it. He really enjoys not just being like, yes, yes, honey, like everything that you say, you know, and. And more than that, ladies, like he, like he's told me, he finds it very attractive. You like have your own voice and you stick up for yourself and you don't just agree with whatever. And also, if you just think about it in a more general, like who even care, like regardless of what anyone thinks, like just objectively speaking, this is much more interesting conversation. People are coming with different aspects and and are bringing different ways of seeing the world together. Like this is the beauty actually of relationships and of being open 
to different things and that and to bring it back to the original conversation I kind of went off on a tangent there with respect to relationships but to come back to this topic of like of being open and curious to what life could be if you're to take somebody else's opinion into account knowing and having the safety in your heart that you're not going to be crushed by them because you are whole right you're whole and you're not going to be erased by them they don't want to erase you they want to work with you to create a life and when you're open to these possibilities that come in as i said it's so exciting and it's very interesting it's very interesting to see the unimaginable come to fruition and i think for a lot of people that can be quite scary i think people and again i speak from experience people with like people who like to avoid let's say conflict it's because they like to know that there's going to be a quote-unquote peaceful environment and that sort of desire of like knowing how situations are going to play out is it can is it very much goes with the personality type that kind of in a way likes to kind of have a little bit of control over situations and know how things are going to work out and have that you know quote-unquote safety of the predictable but if you can open yourself up again know that you have safety within your heart that you're always safe within then you can open up to the world unfolding before you in a very beautiful, mystical, mysterious way. And you can have a life bigger than your dreams ever could have shown you. You just have to let go of the fear of, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like. Instead of flipping it around and being like, what will that look like? What could that look like? Oh, I don't know. But like, let's see. It's it's viewing life much more as an adventure. And again, I can't, I can't get away from this 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 topic of just opening, you're really opening to possibilities. All right, I wanna leave this episode here. I honestly didn't think that we were gonna to get to this. Um, I never really know exactly where things are gonna go when I know I wanna sit down with you guys and have a little chat, have a little solo chat with you guys. But I really love where this went. I think this is so important that we all loosen up a little bit, you know, and I speak so much to myself because I can be tight and be very tightly wound person. So loosening up a little bit, viewing the joy of life. I was telling a new friend recently, I have these tattoos. I have three tattoos in my body. And one of them um, is the Chinese symbol for play. And for someone like myself, I need the reminder to play, to view life as a, a sort of like a game, you know, a joyful game instead of trying to be all calculated, right? Doing everything quote unquote right. What if we could view life as this beautiful ride that we're on? And just trust, this is where spirituality comes in, just trust spirit, trust the universe, trust God. They're like we're taken care of and simultaneously trusting ourselves, trusting that spirit is in us and that we are always safe within and therefore no matter what happens in the external world we're going to be okay because we are taken care of all right now finally if you don't feel that way okay if you don't feel safe within if you feel like you're grasping onto things trying to control situations 
because you feel just you need to find safety in external things, external places, external people. That's where your work, I don't want to say begins, because I'm sure that you've already been on at least a bit of a journey, right? But you want to just begin to ask yourself, you know, just start to get a little quiet and ask yourself, you know, what do I need today? What can I do for myself today to just breathe a little bit more deeply? A lot of this comes can come down to simple practices that calm our nervous systems. I have actually a podcast episode on ways to soothe your nervous system, and I would recommend checking that one out. And when we begin to unwind or just relax the nervous system, if there is if there are deeper narratives that we need to talk through, be that in therapy or in coaching, then we can do that in due time once we've relaxed ourselves a bit and we can begin to work things out. But it might just start for you with breathing, taking some time to breathe in your day, relaxing that nervous system. Again, as I mentioned, you can check out that podcast episode. And look, I'm here for you guys. I'm here if you have a little question you want to send through a DM on Insta. I'm there at Mac Belcastro. I'm here for any questions. I'm here for coaching. If you feel like you want to make your home within yourself, that's what I do. I place a focus of my work on ensuring that you are well, right? From an inner perspective. I do energy work, I do yoga nitra, and then I do coaching that really does emphasize again, self-care, rest, and introspection. A lot of introspection, befriending ourselves, coming home to ourselves. Okay, and if you want to do that work on your own, then again, start with meditation. I actually have a few meditations you can download. You can check those out or just take some time and sit with yourself. Take a few deep breaths, commit to doing that. You know, if you can spend 20 seconds every day, I believe that we all have that. Just taking a few deep breaths. Maybe you can spare an extra 20 seconds to sit there and reflect. How are my feeling? Just check in with yourself. We all have about a few extra seconds, you know, in the day, no matter what's going on. Okay, my loves, I'm going to leave that here. I'm wishing you a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star Podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at Mac Castro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, 
carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us, and I'll see you next time.